Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got you know, juice or whatever. He's like, y'all need twin legs? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. Because everybody is. The Lower have an actual culture. This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world, politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. <laughs> That's perfect timing. Yeah. Which one is that? That is, uh, I don't even know how you say it. R I N I? Remy? Pressure. It sounds nice. It's something I like. It sounds like Drake. It's a little Drakey. He only said one line. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocket and the brew. Well, happy to be fuel, and I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellas? Hi. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Hello. Hello. Uh, we are here at Attic Brewing today, uh, live on location, if you can't tell. We live are on in location. We We're have in a brewery. We have some special guests, if you don't mind telling us who you are. Sure. I'm Laura Lacey. I'm one of the owners of Attic Brewing Company. Hi, Laura. And I'm Hi. Todd Lacey, the other owner of Attic Brewing Company. Hey, Todd. Yeah, Hello, Todd. I'm a, I can't hear, but I'm going to give you a round of applause for being on the podcast. <laughs> nice. Welcome, welcome. Thank <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, before we begin, we always like to know what we are drinking on, and we can go one by one. So what do we, I guess, what are we, what what we, we start, start, start with? Yeah. I guess everybody started with this. Oh, I didn't even know they started. Oh, I didn't know. Already, they started. Jeez. They started. <laughs> we split ours. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can't count. <laughs> So, so what are we drinking on right here? Uh, so what we got here is our G-Town Strutter German Pilsner. Okay. G-Town. Always start off a little light and work away to the, the heavier okay. stuff. I love a good Sounds Pilsner. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is nice. It is. It's nice and crisp and refreshing. The glass is clean. <laughs> um, Always What's good. the ABV on this? This one is, I think, around 5.4. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what's the name of it again? G Town Strutter. G Town Strutter. That's for um, Germantown. Yeah. Oh, he the bunny yeah. is strutting. Okay. G Town Strutter. That's what this is. <laughs> I don't know. I, who does the can art? Because let me see that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's pretty. Wonderful. He look like a, he definitely looking pimpish that's, right that's there. Like and <laughs> that was the idea. This is Pussin' Boozer's urban cousin. <laughs> Definitely put some boots. <laughs> this is dope. Who did this? Mario Zuka is the, the artist. He lives in Mount Airy. does really cool nice. art. So okay. we collaborated with him to make this cool can art. And uh, you'll see through some of the other beers, we have a not-so-subtle cat theme mm-hmm. that happens with some of the beers. So, uh, oh, so the who's, who's the there. cat lover? So y'all are cat people? Yeah, yeah, we're both cat people, but we like dogs, too. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, when we opened the brewery, one of our things to try to get money to open the brewery was to um, promote it. And we had two cats. Oh, okay. You know how people love, love cats. Cat yeah. pictures and stuff. Yeah, so we started using them as 
sort of a way to get followers and attention. And then just sort of stuck. Okay. And, uh, okay. Yeah, so That's if you ever smart. look at most of our beer labels, you'll find a cat on them somewhere. We all have cats Sometimes on. they're oh, okay. very obvious. <laughs> Other times they're a little more hidden, but... So that's like a game you guys play, like find the cat? Yeah. Like, the East, like yeah. the Easter egg, I guess. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, right. For sure, yeah. for sure. Well, let's, let's go back to the beginning. Before Attic was a thing, like how did you get into craft beer? Was you always always into beer individually? Like how did you get into beer? I feel like we tell this similar story a few times, but Todd and I met, we were both working at Valley Forge National Historical Park. Hmm. Todd grew okay. up in Colorado. I grew up in Illinois. Um we both studied history we were working out there and really lucked out because there was a group of rangers that we worked with who were into craft beer they were homebrew some of the early homebrewers and um traveled around and found these great beers so we would get dressed up as 18th century soldiers and sleep out at the Hudson valley forge and they would bring amazing beers for us to try um and so it kind of got us into like away from the light lagers we were drinking when we were in college. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we started traveling around and visiting craft breweries in the early 2000s, right when, you know, the breweries were coming back and and with with a lot of strength. So we probably visited close to 400 breweries all over the country, Mm -hmm. um, just as craft beer fans. Um, We'd go somewhere, visit a national park, and then hit up a couple of breweries, found that you could really get a, a sense of the neighborhoods or the cities, you could also ask, like, oh, where's the best places to camp that, you know, other mm-hmm. people don't know about? Or right, yeah. where's the good restaurants or artists or whatever? So we really, I don't know, enjoyed craft beer and craft breweries. Uh, 400, I would hope yeah, so. Right. You, <laughs> have, you right. have to enjoy it. If I you didn't, there's a problem. I think that's where all our money went, too. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. We still have a collection of bottles from our trips that are probably all bad now. Oh, yeah, I, found, that's good. I saw them downstairs in the basement. But, um, yeah, we would just travel around and, yeah, just drink craft beer because we liked it. So both of you, you guys were into craft beer before you guys even even met? No, we. this was around the time that we met. So okay. it's like 2005. Okay. Um, both right out of college. Right yeah. out of college, okay. yeah. Okay, so y'all both went on this journey together. Yeah, it's like an easy it's bonding yeah. experiment. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. an easy yeah. bonding experiment. Todd got into it a little bit different because he got into homebrewing. Okay. And so um, back in 2010, I bought him a homebrew kit for his 30th birthday, and he started brewing beer. We happen to be living in an attic apartment here in Germantown, and yeah, so it's all come together. Yeah. That's yeah. Really, okay. kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the we'll got to ask. Nope, nope, we got to ask. Yeah, so he was brewing beer, and yeah, so we thought combining our love for craft beer and visiting breweries and making beer kind of made sense to yeah, maybe yeah. open our own. But yeah. we were never serious about it for a long time. We just always joke, so yeah, this is how we'll what we'll do when we open our own brewery, but. Right. Eventually, we start getting a little more serious about it. Yeah. But, but how cool is that that you didn't have to convince your wife to to drink craft beer? <laughs> no, it's actually, <laughs> or not. even vice versa. Yeah, because you know it's always that conversation. Yeah, try this, try this. Went on the journey. And one of the others like, nah, I don't yeah. like that. We both just got on it about the same time. Yeah. yeah. With the craft beer, for sure. And then 2016, I had been working for H and M, the clothing company, for okay. about 12 years. And just didn't want to work there anymore and called Todd up and I'm like, hey, I'm quitting my job on Tuesday. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I want to have my own business. And so it was uh, we talked through it and ended up like, I wonder if we could open a brewery. Mm. And so in spring of 2016, the idea of opening a brewery started and it took us almost four years to get open. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a leap. The, the, the follow-up question would have been, how'd you come up with the name Attic? But no. Yeah, right. there's no need for that. They lived in the Attic in Germantown. We don't, we don't have kids, but coming up with a business name and a brewery name yeah. is really hard. There's over 9,000 breweries in the country, right. so you got to get that trademark early and yeah. have an identity behind it. So we didn't want to be stuck. Like We didn't want to be Cat Brewing Company where everything <laughs> for the next 25 years has to revolve right, around cats. Right, right. And so we saw... like. Vintage nostalgia. There's a lot of history in yes, Germantown, yes. and we were able to bring a lot of things together through Attic. And then, coincidentally, most of the time they list the breweries alphabetically, so ah, we're usually oh, at the top of the list. There you go. So strategy, 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 marketing, yes, and strategy. Yeah, that's good. We got two SP and second <laughs> yeah, district right, two right. kind of sneaking but above us, but those A's. It's yeah, no, not, but you're, you're it's usually no near the top brewing. with the A's. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sounds good. So, was Attic the first name you landed on, or did you? Y'all juggle something first, but then you said, you know what, Attic makes the most sense. Or do you, or did you start with Attic, thought about it, and then came back to right. Attic? I feel like that was a name that we kind of agreed on almost from the beginning. Okay. Uh, we had a couple other ideas, but that one just resonated with us. Yeah. Right. Like we could have be like Germantown Brewery or something, but right. like Attic is cool. <laughs> it's different. No one else is named Attic. Yeah. yeah at, least sure. at the time. Yeah. Right. Wait, is there somebody else Attic now? There is. So there's a. Because so, at least at, not at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah. So there is an Attic Brew Co. in the UK oh. that we have gotten their bills oh, emailed wow. to us and people check in beers and tag us. Huh. Um, so we've never met each other and hopefully one day we can do a cool like cross the Atlantic collaboration. But there is an Attic Brew Co. in the attic UK. Brew co. Okay. Yes. And it sounds like they brew great beer though, so it's good that at least right, we're, in, right. we're in good company. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. It's a good mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, the name came from the apartment that you guys lived in. Did. That's the idea, yeah. That That's Todd was home brewing there were mm-hmm. adventures that happened there, and it is a nod to our original we, brewing yeah. roots. We say adventures, out. like... <laughs> Have you homebrewed before? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, wait, I'm not going to say no. I was about to say. I tried it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it's it's a, the top of a 100-year-old house. So when you're trying to um, ferment beer and keep mm. a consistent temperature, and you're in the top floor where it's nice and hot, hot in the summertime... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you decide to ferment the beer in a cooler, but the water leaks out of the oh, cooler and water is dripping down in the apartment. Or you close the kegerator door on the party tap and all the beer pours out into the apartment below you. Oh, man. Yes. It's like a beer quest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yes. Bottle bombs in our bedrooms. Oh, really? We store <laughs> bottles of beer in our bedroom. Oh, there the yeah, goes Todd and Lure again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Up in the attic. Acting a fool. Up in the attic brewery. With a company. Is that a company? <laughs> so how long did you do home brewing for? Like, what made you get into that? Um, just from all the friends that I had that were... Also, homebrewers, um, like they invite me to come out and homebrew with them. It's like, oh, this is cool. It's fun. You can make your own beer. Right. So I kind of got into it. And when Laura bought me that homebrew kit, it went it from, was there. On from there. Huh? So, yeah, so that was, yeah. I guess about 10 years of yeah. homebrewing before we opened. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When we decided to open the brewery, I'd always been the you know, brewery helper. My job was to like wash bottles and stuff for him. But when we decided to open a brewery, I'm like, I'm, I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. So he taught me how to homebrew. I was creating my own beer recipes. And then in the last 
probably two years before we opened, we were running a microbrewery out of our house. And mm-hmm. so we were running two five-gallon homebrew systems consecutively, sometimes up to three times a day, huh. brewing beer, showing up at events, and no one knew that we, we were presenting ourselves as Attic Brewing Company, yeah, oh, we're, we're going to be opening in Germantown, getting our name out there, but no one knew that we were brewing that beer at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we had a... We destroyed our kitchen, I'll tell you that yeah. much, but we, we had a... 14 six stoles and we were like pumping out coming, here. What was coming out of there? Like what styles? Some of what what you guys have now? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we can Our we brown can. ale which we don't have right now is one that we crank out a lot. Um, brown ale was the first beer yeah. we won a GABF medal for and okay. that was a recipe okay. I created as a home brewer. Yeah. Oh, nice. oh, that's, that's right. That's right. right. Make sure you say it. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pilsner's, Kolsch. Oh, you see? We, did, oh, so we did a lot of stuff. Yeah. is a homebrew recipe, right? Uh, Capos, yeah. Yeah, so is it? Yeah. we uh, want to taste another beer. Which one is Catboss? Yeah. 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 Which cat one is that? Yeah, let's, let's so do that one next. So that one is Catboss. It'll be one of the lighter colored let's ones. See. Oh, yeah, yeah. West, Coast, oh, yeah. West Coast IPA. Oh, this smells so good. Very good. <laughs> Lou's one of our uh, non-IPA drinkers. But I, look. I could sit it on my nose all day. But it's, it, no, I mean, this is when, good, though. But when you think of this West Coast, smooth. you yeah. think of real hot bombs. This yeah, is not this that. Is like, oh, my goodness. Have you tasted it? Taste it. I will. It's good. It's our <laughs> interpretation smooth. of a West Coast IPA. Right. So there's some things that are not super traditional in there. Not super hoppy. No, it's not super hoppy. Yeah, so it's not, it's not as bitter as you would think when you think West Coast it's IPA. Smooth, it but, is, and it's, it's a smoother not, IPA. It's clear, but it's, so it's not a hazy. So you know it's a West Coast, but it's not right. harsh. Yeah, because yeah, some of them could be Bro. a hard drink. <laughs> this one, it's got like so a nice much. floral, yeah. little like yeah. orange zest yes. flavor to it. Yes. It's one of the most pop- one of our more popular West Coast or American style IPAs that we brew. It's definitely an easy. Uh, and what's easy the ABV on this one? This one is seven point seven, so it's a, li- a little up there. Should I, should I ask oh, that first? Yeah. <laughs> you, don't you don't have to finish it. Look, look, oh, I, me definitely, too. I definitely will. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't worry about that. But me too. I was like, oh, well now. <laughs> yeah. I know. I did put a couple heavy hitters on in this flight, but oh, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, we brew. We brew. I think we're around. Somewhere around 50 or 60 different beers since we opened in mm-hmm. January of 2020. Um, and so it's the, that craft or the creativity behind the brewing mm-hmm. that really drives that because yeah. both Todd and I came as home brewers. And then we have a head brewer, Bogdan, who does the brewing for us. Okay. He worked as a production brewer for Trogues, who makes amazing oh, beers. Yes, and so do. he learned how to you know, continue to brew amazing beers. But he really likes the creativity behind crafting the beers too and do you so guys still come up with with recipes that's what i was going to say is it, to, is it the three of you guys that do the recipe <laughs> it seems like you really enjoy that's the her recipe thing yeah. i don't i wouldn't say i create recipes but right now we kind of take what what we've excelled at and then we'll take it to a different style okay. so okay. um you know, we started with the Belgian blonde and a Belgian triple, and those were the Belgian beers. But we've done a Belgian double, and then we have the Belgian strong dark ale that's yeah. in the flight here. And so we'll just take styles that we've mastered and then just take it. What's another style that we can, or a similar beer that we can do, or mm-hmm. okay. try something different? Lagers are so popular right now, so we've done so many different lagers. Um, the Maybach, which is in the flight too, that one we all. Just going to keep dropping it. We want a GABF medal for that one, too. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, why not? But that was the first beer that Bogdan, like, stepped up and was like, 
this is a style I believe in and I want to try to brew and we just like trust his process. For sure. So. Uh, I, I always like to say when we, we when we went award winners, award winning Attic Brewing, I didn't say that one. Yeah. <laughs> How many beers won awards? You just We've named? We won two. Okay. okay. Two for so. two. Oh, I mean, wow. you, well, we were. That's pretty good for yes. being open. Yeah. Only about two absolutely. Years. Yeah. When, yeah. Well, so can, I'm sorry, going more into the awards, like how does that work? Like for those two beers, how did that process where you make the beer? Do you have to submit it, or do you actually go to a festival that's judging? How does it, how does it work? The Great American Beer Festival is the okay. largest commercial brewing competition in the world, um, and it was really started by the people who were at the forefront of craft beer as we know it today. Um, so it just celebrated its 40th anniversary this past year, and it brings together literally the best beers, not only in the country, but you can I think you can submit beers from um, all over. And so, you know, we've been fans and, you know, got to see and taste these beers. And so when we opened in 2020, I think I was the one that was, like, pushing it. Like, hey, let's submit beers. I think our beers are great. So we picked five beers, sent them out there. um, And then, you know, you sit in front of your – we were sitting in front of the TV, like, watching the awards. And (laughs) the categories come up, and we're like, we didn't win. We didn't win. We didn't win. We didn't win. And then the brown ale won, and we were like, "Oh my god, we should we should have promoted this." Right. <laughs> um, so it was unexpected because you're, it's your first year being open. Yeah, We'd only been yeah. open for I don't know, not even because of COVID, but like seven right. months. Okay, so we, yeah. of course we didn't expect to win anything. Right. Yeah. Um, so- and that's what it is. You just have a belief in your beer, and so you send Wait, it out so there. You say you didn't expect to, but if you submit it, I think you expect to win. Well, I it's think- different because you're getting judged. Your beers are getting <laughs> yeah. judged by the best of the best, like mm-hmm. the people who are Cicerones and right. know the styles really well. And your beers are getting tasted next to the other. Right, not, right. not every brewery that sends their beer, of course, it's is sending beer. award-winning beer. Right, right, right. But they have a belief in their beer. And part of it, too, is just getting feedback. That's what I was going to say. Know? Yeah, you want to you okay. know where your beer stands yeah. up against other brewers or the judges' palates and all want to know to compete next year. I just seems like that. It yeah. sounds like that's so hard because we discussed it uh, last week. I, if I, I made like, a beer, I would submit everyone. It, you're right. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't even care. That, I and then it's like going to tell me or or deny me. Right. You and then if I mean? then it's like I think. I mean, I know these are like top beer people, but like your palate might just not like my beer. Absolutely. Like, it's just like it's just like gymnastics just judging. May not like my beer. Yeah, it's all about and the that's flavor. Maybe it. Or, or the, your today. Like I don't like IPAs. I've never really liked IPAs. Some IPAs come across and it's like, oh, that's that's good. I'm glad. I, that's why I don't not try every. I try everything because you never know. But like Yoda said, on a specific day, that award winning judge, his palate may be different, and he may not judge the beer in a way that he traditionally would. But that's right. And then he take that home. He'd be like, "Oh, this is the best that's, beer that's, ever." That's what you go. That's that's part of it. Like everybody, everybody's tasting that that guy has the same palate that day when he's tasting all the beers. So he can't, he could like add it today and may not like it as much next year because his palate has changed. And that's the other part too is that sometimes the category is filled with a lot of really great beers. Yeah. And so when we got the feedback back this last time. We submitted beers in 2022, and we didn't win any medals. Mm -hmm. But a few of our beers came back where it was like, this is a really great beer. There was just other beers that were better. And so had those people not submitted theirs, maybe we would have won a medal. And it is subjective. And to be honest with you, the medals as a business owner don't equal, Mm -hmm. like, 
cash. Right, so, right, right, right. 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 And then you're like, this is amazing. This is so great. Yeah. And it, you know, it gave us, I think, for being a new brewery, Confident. it gave us a little bit of credibility right. yeah. to say that, Absolutely. you know what? We are making really great beers, and we don't need to go through a six-month trial period where you right. know our beers are mediocre, but they're going to get better. It's yeah, like we, really, we already got them. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, are those two beers staples? Are they always on tap here? Are they always canned? I think we're working on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Not at the moment. <laughs> so I, I like a stamp on the back of the can as like award-winning, award-winning beer. Have, right. Yeah. You have the stamp on. There it is. Okay. There and for is. people who don't know, GABF is in uh, Ty's home. Home state, oh, right? Is, yeah. Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, every, I think it's either late September or early October every year. Right. And it's cool because as a, if you're a craft beer fan and you like beer festivals, That's you can go out to go to. Yeah. and you look huge. Yeah. I, I need to become I, a there judge. were hundreds of, of beers and breweries <laughs> that were out there this yeah. time. And you got, can, as a, as a brewery, can you guys submit as many beers as you would like? Or. So the competition, you're originally limited to five, and okay. then if they have room, they'll put out another email that says, hey, we have some additional room. If you want to submit, submit more beers, room. you can. But you have to pay. It's like uh, probably about $150 a beer okay. with okay. the fees and then the shipping. Yeah. Right. You know, and then so how many beers are you guys sending out for that particular style? Um, maybe it depends if it's a big category like the lagers or the IPAs, mm-hmm. you might send 12 16-ounce cans. Okay. Maybe eight, ten, or twelve, and then yeah. for smaller categories, maybe it's like six cans. Okay. It just depends okay. how big the category is. They let you know how many to send. Yeah, so the categories go through different rounds. Like there's a oh, first so round, and if you make it past the first round, oh, you know, okay. the second round, okay. you make it past that. Now, are they the same? Just like someone question. I'm sorry. Are, is it the same judges judging the beer through the same through the rounds? You know, the guys. No, no, no idea. Sure, At yeah. this train. I think they might do that because. Should. I think the judges kind of get like, oh, I'm doing IPAs or I'm doing lagers, and that way they can like be experts in that field. Right. And they're not yeah. around, but I've never it. judged yeah. myself, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, well, it seems like um, during our travels, 2020 was a good year for beer a brewery open, openings until it wasn't. So yeah, it was like, right. So we, Everybody in 2019 was like, we're opening the brewery next year. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2020 came and like, we're going to open the brewery next so, year. So it's always interesting to see like, was canning always in your in your thought mm. process? Or did that would you pivot it to canning because of COVID? Because uh, of COVID. Yeah. 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 I think our original plan when we opened is that maybe eventually we'd get to canning, but it's just yeah, tap room and right. we get growlers and crowlers filled, but. Yeah, we weren't planning on canning. Yes, yeah, so yeah right that's away. what you hear a lot. Yeah, that it wasn't a plan, but yeah, we had to like everybody had to pivot like that yeah. in order to survive. Yeah. We ordered our canning equipment in March, March or April of 2020, and so did every other right. brewery right. in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we actually didn't get. We have like a, it's like way back there, but a super small tabletop canning line that came in December of 2020. But from March through December. We were individually filling cans through the draft system oh, and using a homebrew hand, like hand seamer, and we did seventy-five thousand cans one at a time to get beer out and keep the brewery open. But for my, anybody my, who the knows way my arthritis works in my hands, <laughs> it's like <laughs> so. Yeah, our team built it too. There was a lot of like rotating duties yeah, and uh, I bet. Sheesh. Like, I are, are, is this to order or y'all is this a prep like we, we need to have these six packs or these four packs ready for tomorrow so we did more like it wasn't hey they ordered 
30 cases. Now we got a yeah, can, 30 cases worth of no, beer. No, this was directly yeah. to yeah. customers. Wow. Wow. So we would get... That's amazing. And thank you to every person who, who ordered beer from us in 2020 because we did a lot. We delivered a lot of beer, mm -hmm. but... We would get an order in and then have different people who were pulling orders every day. And then they'd be like, I need, you know, I need, you know, four more four packs of Cat Boss. So then they would switch behind the bar mm -hmm. and they'd be like, OK, now we're going to fill the Cat Boss and get it stickered. Right, so people right. were getting the freshest beer possible. Absolutely. Um, but it was so labor intensive, so expensive, but so necessary. Like we there was a moment in 2016 where. You know, people were saying, oh, we're going to close our business and just ride out the 21 days. Mm -hmm. And we had to say, like, do we close or do we try to push through this? And it was like, we literally just got open. Like, I can't, I can't close right now. Mm -hmm. And we gave it everything. We were broke, gave everything we could to, like, get the brewery open. And mm -hmm. then eight weeks later, they were like, time right. to close it down. Right. right. So, so I'm curious. Uh, uh, I think I asked this question before to other people in terms of, like when 2020 hit and COVID hit and, and you pretty much with a new business, was there time like, eh, maybe we shouldn't open this business? But did some of, like, some of the GAB, uh, GA, GABF awards kind of say, you know, we are on the right track. We just got to try to push through until we see the other side? Yeah, there was just so many. Um, we had a lot of great things that happened in 2020. And our brewery's mission is shared prosperity. So the day that our brewery closed, we opened our brewery to make lunches for kids who didn't have nice. lunches for their school. And nice. we made over 12,000 lunches out of the tap room in 2020. So there were lots wow. of successes that were happening at the same time. And for us, it was so great to have that community of neighbors around us and to have these people that were ordering our beer, some people who had never heard of us. Mm -hmm. um, the GABF medal in 2020 was definitely one of those moments that was just Regardless of, it wasn't like, like bragging or feeling that. It was just right. something that excited our team. Right. And then shout out to Craig LeBon, who wrote a nice article about us. And so <laughs> when we canned the brown ale again, it was the only time we've ever had people line up for beer at wow. our brewery. Yeah. <laughs> wow. For um, a brown ale, which is cool. For a brown ale, yeah. Right. Um, but it was like needed for us and our team right. as just like... We just need something to keep us going. Right, right. And that little bit of just being able to high five each other and mm -hmm. be like, holy crap, like this all is right. awesome. Yeah. And we should all feel yeah. like we're celebrating this success together. And for our neighbors, like we're in Germantown. And right, for right. us to be like, yo, we have some of the best beer in the country being brewed in Germantown. Yeah. Like that was really exciting for us That's, too. Um, I kind of said that when we were on our way here. I said, wait, this is in Germantown. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm curious to know more, a little more about what you were talking about in terms of the share of prosperity. Like, can you talk a little more about what that is and, and what that is all about? For sure. Can we can we taste the beer? Yes, okay. we yes. Can. Let's yes. do the beer, yes. and then we're going to get into that. Like, your like, story is good. That's how you know your story is good. I know. When we forget about the beer. Yeah, I like sipping. Like <laughs> stories get better the more I drink. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll go to the next light one. Okay. Since we're talking about GABS, so this is our unresolved Maybach. Um, Maybach is a lager that traditionally would be brewed and then released in the spring. Um, and this was the one that we won oh, a, a silver medal for in 2021. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be so a little... Out of all the Maybachs that was submitted. Yes, this is the second best Maybach in the country in That's 2021. That's crazy. That feels great to say that, right? <laughs> I, I say that a lot. <laughs> and the people are like, all right, girl. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it again. And I'll say it again, uh -huh. yep. 
<laughs> Matter of fact, let me write it down for yes. you. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's on the can, it's on right? The can, yes, yeah. it is. Don't, yes. I'll be like, don't forget it's on the can. Look. Yes. Silver medal there. We won an award. Did you want to see? <laughs> this is dope. It's good. And it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. So tasty. Uh, it what's, is. What's very. the AVV on this one? That one's around. Oh, go ahead. It's about seven. Seven. About seven. seven. About seven. Okay. It's a cat oh, scratch yeah, on here really somewhere. Good. Yes. Yeah. That one's a little more hidden. Um, Wait, is it's it? right there. It's hidden, but it's right there. Yeah. Is it? Is I can't believe you missed it. You silly. You silly. I did, I, I did, you did, a silly human. Yo. Silly, <laughs> silly human. <laughs> did, we, did, we, did we really talk about like why cats or like why cats made it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, we did. When we, so the shared prosperity part started. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tie it all together for you. Oh, yes. I've done this before. <laughs> uh, so uh, when we went to open the brewery, we knew that. We had a lot of ideas about what we wanted to do. And so Todd and I own the brewery 100%. But in order to do that, we don't come from wealthy families. We didn't have money. We had to, like, figure that part out. <laughs> so we did a WeFunder, which allowed anybody to invest in our brewery. Right. And they could invest as little as $100. Um, so we have 307 people who jumped on board with that. While we were doing that, it was a six-month campaign where we were raising money and doing investor meetings and trying to attract people, pouring our beer all over the city. Mm -hmm. um, we did a poster that says, he's waiting for you to invest in Attic Brewing Company. And it had the cat, you can grab one of them, but it had the cat like peeking over. Oh, it's on the back of the hoodie. Oh, okay. okay. The cat <laughs> peeking over. So it was, it just was like so popular that uh. we eventually adopted it as we took the, to invest in Attic Brewing Company off. So it just says, he's waiting for you. Um, and then go and drink. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. So people just love the cat. And we had two cats at home, and we were like, oh, this is easy. Like, we'll just right. incorporate our own, like, cats yeah. that we adore into our marketing. And so it just happened that way. And then if you're, you might not be as familiar with Germantown, but Germantown has a lot of stray cats. So everybody who's in Germantown knows about the Germantown cats. And you're like, everyone has cats on their block. There's always these groups that are doing the, you know, God's work of, like, catching and right. getting them spayed and neutered mm -hmm. and helping was, them out. And most population must be down, though. No. no. <laughs> We've rehomed five cats since right. the brewery's been open. <laughs> the mouse like population. I mean, the rat population, maybe not, but uh, the mouse. <laughs> uh, but that's how that kind of ties in. And so okay. the cats are just, people just like them. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, it's you cats. You have to have something unique, mm -hmm. you right. know, mm -hmm. and just stands you out. can go the direction. Marketing doing labels for cans is just as challenging as everything else and we had to do it so quickly we, we didn't have plans for canning yeah, and so a lot of the can yeah. art both the ones there todd did um, when y'all were doing the manual canning did they have labels on them they had fun labels which were the paper printout <laughs> labels from staples <laughs> and then when the Beer. summer <laughs> when the summer came and they started like falling apart on the cans we were oh. like oh we did a lot of research <laughs> yeah. in, in labels so these came later and we had a couple of ideas and and todd's very talented with graphic design so he was able to do a lot of them nice. but then we partnered with a lot of local artists and that's part of the shared prosperity too is just really collaboration and partnership um with as many people as we can so relationships like food trucks the musicians that play here right. the comedy that we do we pay our employees above living wages um, we do a series of give back beers. Um, I think we've done six or seven of them now, raised over $25,000 that go to organizations making big impacts in our, mostly in our neighborhood. Um, and so we do a lot of collaborations with those. We did a cool one with Rashid Wallace and gave oh, money nice. back to his um, alma mater 
uh, Simon Gratz Simon High Gratz. School. Yeah. Nice. We did. We recently did one with. Um, I probably called technical foul. <laughs> yeah, um, Breath of Change is one that Jail we do Bird. every Jail year. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's just like we're all in this together. Yeah. And Germantown is a community that has a lot of history. And yeah. uh, we just want to make sure that. There's a lot of a, black people out here, too. And I'll tell you, we are we are probably one of the most diverse tap rooms in the entire that's country. What I was that it feels very much like it belongs here. And. We worked for two and a half years before the tap room opened, going out into Germantown and pouring beer at lots of neighborhood events to just say, you've never had craft beer here, taste it, and we're Todd and Laura, and we own the brewery, and we're going to open here, so that when we did open, people were like, oh, we met them. Oh, we we had their beer. We know them, and felt very comfortable coming here. I know this is the first brewery. I'm not, I'm one, no, this is probably the first brewery that I ever came into where there was a, a black woman that I spoke with that said she she worked here. And so I'm like, wow, well, good to see you. <laughs> because it's, it's rare. It's rare. She's amazing. <laughs> shout out to East Tees and yeah, More. She owns her own company, too. Oh. She owns her own company, too? Yeah, East Tees nice. and More. She's, she's great. Is that a... She does like a custom t-shirts? apparel. Okay, okay. I was like t shirts or, uh, or drinking right. tea. Oh, because yeah. I, sure. I thought she said cheese and more. <laughs> cheese and more. I get you a soft pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, heard I thought she cuter. Yeah, we met her. She's she's nice. Yeah. She came back and spoke. This is delicious. It is. It is very good. Well, it's award winning. Duh. Cheers to that. Why wouldn't it be good? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell stories. But so he was in the tap room. I think he's gone now. We have Tyrone, who we call lovingly call our number one fan. And we had a cool thing going before the pandemic. People showed up and were excited about a new brewery. And then the pandemic just took it all down to zero. And we couldn't open the tap room, but we could fill growlers. We right. didn't have cans okay. or whatever, yeah. so we could just right. fill growlers. And right. so we, like, kind of for a week, week or two, like, just told the team, like, you guys, you know, we're going to – I think they got paid. I'm, I'm pretty sure we still paid them. But we were like, you stay home. We don't know what's happening with the pandemic. Um, but we're going to <laughs> – <laughs> Our neighbors. I know, but I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> and I look so rude. Like, like, yeah. my mom. No, no. Get that was oh funny. my god! Don't you see a mic in my head? I'm doing something. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I meant like they're up there. They're out the other door. That is not what it looked like. Laura. I did. It did not look like that. Oh my god! That's funny. That's Tyrone. Funny. That's us. Tyrone. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're selling growlers, and uh, Tyrone comes through the door, and we had a Belgian triple on, and he's like, I want a growler, the Belgian triple. And I was like, Todd, it's $25. I feel kind of bad charging him $25. And he was like, I don't know. You can see the price. I guess he's fine with it. Right. He has been here every single day. Yes. Since then, the only time he wasn't here, he was in the hospital. Uh-huh. And when he wasn't here... I called him and was like, where are you? Yeah. Right. Like, are yeah. you okay? Right. Yeah. Um, and he's somebody, he's a retired, Philad- or he's on medical leave, Philadelphia police officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just like, just 
he cares about us so much and we care about him so much right. and it was like okay this is what this is what this was supposed right, to be right. like. that's, that's the community yes. now, I had a question I, I, I don't know it, it might tie in terms of the share prosperity but was Germantown always the location you wanted to put the um, um, brewery in like you like I wanted to be yeah. here yeah we um, we thought about it because we lived in Germantown most of the time right. we here in Philadelphia but we also lived in Conchahawk and we've lived down in Delco and yeah, we were talking about it, and the neighborhood that we really enjoyed the most is living in Germantown. Yeah, and we're like, it's a cool neighborhood. There's a really good sense of community that's here. Uh, we felt that this, which, this would be a good spot for it. Uh, we also looked at the map too, and noticed that there's not a lot of breweries in this area. Yeah. So we thought that was also a plus. But right. yeah, the main reason is just because we really like Germantown, and yeah, we felt nice. this would be a good spot for it. So. Yeah. That's good. Right, because a lot of times, if you, because you, I saw you, you bring, y'all brought a lot of things that are personal to or and passionate about yourself into the brewery, and sometimes, most of the time, that is where you find success in terms of something that you're really passionate about in terms of the attic, the cats, uh, the, the town, the place you want to be, and yeah. I think that's where it really shows into the, uh, the 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 beer that you present to the community as well. That that's award winning. So I, I applaud you uh, for that as well. Thank you. That's, uh, good. Pretty awesome. Can we try another one of these beers? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Wait a minute. I feel bad because Laura has not drank all her. And I think I drank I every mean, one. I'll sip mine, but they will all be finished before we are done. Yeah, I'm like, why are you worried about Laura? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I should be. Like, I, start, uh, I might start slurring, asking like, questions. Go ahead and do your thing, <laughs> right? This That's what we're here for. Turn. <laughs> what got you into craft beer? What was the first beer that He's you gonna had? He's going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't even know. know. Laura asking me these questions. And all of a sudden, you're going to be crying and telling me all your, all your trauma. I don't know, but my keys are just making me angry. <laughs> no. Right. What are we going for next? Which one is next? So we have a stout and a Belgian strong dark ale. Ooh. It don't matter. Maybe Either the stout one. because the strong stout. dark ale is strong. All right. Yeah, so we'll yeah. do this one. And it's, it's called Lovebird. That's the Lovebird. Love 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 yeah, Lovebird. Yeah, Lovebird. Who named this? So that's another one. Kind of fun story. We um, <laughs> so this is an oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. It's actually a. I think it's it's a little bit on the drier side, but I think that's kind of nice in a way. And it's a light ABV. I think it's only four point six percent. Really? Wow. So it's it's good. It has that sort of oat chewiness kind of on the back. It end definitely of it. is oaty. Yeah. Chewy. <laughs> is that a word? Chewy. Oaty. Oaty. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. I mean oaty. Like the the but, guy um, from the Heathcliff. <laughs> Never mind. We'll go with it. Garfield. Nice. Yeah, yep. this one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> we threw this one for a friend's wedding. That's where the name came mm. from. Ah. Yeah, so we, before we got the brewery open, we were a really good long-term friend of ours who mm-hmm. was a park ranger at Valley Forge, was getting married. And um, a bunch of us got together, us friends, home brewers, to brew up this beer for nice. him. And he's a big dark beer fans, so it was like, oh, oatmeal stout would be perfect, so we right. created this beer, and we're trying to figure out what to call it, and I think Laura came up with the name, Love Bird. Makes sense. Lovebird Get married. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> was it presented at the name. wedding as Love Bird? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We did a different... We, this one doesn't have like an official label yet, so we have some generic labels that we use, and it mm-hmm. just still has a sticker on it, um, so it doesn't have a formal label yet, but 
we did a la- like a label specific just as a gift to yeah, them. What's the process of getting a formal label? How does a beer um, become a formal label beer? We didn't talk about it, but Todd still works a full time job. So as soon as he has more time to um. commit to the brewery, then we'll get more labels. Or we we do work with artists, mm-hmm. but we have an idea for this Lovebird label okay. that that's going to be cool. So it's just a time thing. Yeah, it's just. It's it's well, gonna be a bird time. with a cat head. Yeah, for sure. Ty, what do you do? Uh, I still work for the National Park Service. So oh, okay. okay. Park ranger down at Independence National Historical Park. Okay, right in uh, Center City. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I was just down there. <laughs> Liberty Bell, Independence. I went, uh, as I was I did too. A, I did a mystery. <laughs> I did a mystery picnic uh, in the summertime, and they took me through oh, the Liberty nice. Bell, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Betsy Ross House, and everything. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of history in Philadelphia, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Yeah. American history, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You, you know, I, I, what, one thing I was going to say is that I like that when we ask where the titles came from of these beers and like the, the, the stories the, behind it, the pictures is always the story. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> unresolved has a funny story behind that too. All no, right, well, we want to hear it too. So, ha, so funny. when this beer was brewed up, <laughs> we were having a really hard time just figuring out what to call it. So it sat in the tank for probably two or three weeks before we could create a name for it. Perfect and name. Like, I had my ideas. Laura had ideas. Our brewer had all these ideas. None of us liked any of each other's ideas. So I go, oh, well, it's unresolved. There so it is. So technically, it's still, it's still it's unresolved. Still, I don't know the name of the beer. There's no so name of the beer, this right? beer still has no name. Did y'all, present, did y'all present this to the award as unresolved? Well, we did. It was already yeah, named yep. yeah, yeah, that is great. Yep. Yes. Just go with what matters. Yeah. Right. What, it, what means the most I'm to curious. What, what was your name? What was your name? We don't know. We have different formulas for for naming beers. All three um, of us have different ideas. Different ideas. It's and funny. so, and it's part of like, I'll call it the tchotchkiness of being attic brewing is that we don't have to live in a box. We can do whatever you want. Because right. when you go into someone's attic, right. there's like everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. everything everywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, but we have different opinions on how things work and sometimes we have like the cat theme and sometimes it'll get for me it gets a little too heavy in the cat themes and i'm like guys we're gonna be around for 25 years like we can't keep naming every beer something that literally is cat because we're going to run out of names Mm -hmm. and we're not cat brewing company and we have to change so like you said added you don't have anything is an added it's photographs there's things that you had in your past you don't have anything called a dusty box or something like Oh, Nobody wants to drink a beer that's no. called Dusty. No. I'm a, I'm, no. That's a business decision. Nobody yeah. wants to drink that's a beer marketing. called Dusty. That's, yes. that's, you make a beer called Dusty yeah. Box. I am. And see how many people drink it. It'd be you and you. And everybody else that love love Dusty Box. Maybe. Maybe. Antique Box. Not Dusty. No, just Dusty Dusty out of there, man. Like, I wouldn't even drink Dusty Rhodes beer. Like, don't do Dusty. Dusty's you wouldn't do Dusty, drink Dusty Rhodes beer? DDT's. You got a problem. No, I, I'm not. Dusty Rhodes got to change the name of his beer before he get me to drink some Dusty. <laughs> Give me two of them Dusties. Yes. At least they got good nicknames, though. I'm curious, because since, since you, did, you did a lot of home brewing and stuff like that mm-hmm. before you actually opened, like, how many recipes did you have before you actually opened the I got uh, I got I got to add on to that question when you get or I have like a, a notebook that's mm-hmm. completely full of recipes. So it's probably like, I don't even know. 
maybe 50. 50, 60 different recipes but in there. But some of them we had, the brown ale had been brewed probably close to 40 times uh, before mm. the brewery opened. Okay. The okay. cream ale had probably been brewed. I love a good cream. Is it, is it like things that you guys liked that you made successfully that keeps getting it re-brewed? Or yeah. is it like just, just hits with your friends and things? How does it? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of yeah. everything. Yeah, we kind of figure out what people liked, mm-hmm. but we also found that style that we were really interested in. And yeah. It's like, well, we're, I'm going to perfect that. Gotcha. Rebrew it over and over until we You're like, you know, oh, more body. Tweaks. Oh, more happiness. Oh, I'm going to try this amount at this time. And <laughs> more you just body keep, and happiness. Yeah, you just keep tweaking the recipe yeah, until you get it. it there. I can see in your notebook it says happiness. And yeah. <laughs> happy. 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 I, I like happy. Oh, I like happy. Western accent. I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what happy. happy. <laughs> I definitely heard happy twice. Yeah. Now, now, it's kind of funny because uh, given uh, – your uh, your both his, like history type buffs, um, his, uh, I guess background and stuff like that, or and we've had um like lost lost loggers on our podcast before, like going back and trying to, and being in Philadelphia, do you go back and try to search in times of beers that are not made currently and, and bring them back? In sidebar, there is a beer history tour right around the corner from where you work at at Ben Franklin's uh, graveyard. Oh yeah, yep, right in that yeah, little yeah. cemetery where he's at. There's a, a beer tour in there. That's cool. Mm. I didn't know that. Yep. Anyway, Cheers. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> We've done, um, I don't do it anymore, but Todd still does 18th century reenacting. And we have mm-hmm. a friend of ours, Frank, who has a, a setup for 18th century brewing. And so we've gone and brewed with him on the 18th century brewing system. Mm-hmm. But I will say, from what we've tasted from that, it's, <laughs> I would say that a small batch that people would sample would to okay. learn about it, right. is, but Better to brew it. those beers now, it's just not going to taste the way that people want right. it to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you it's don't not want really, like an all molasses beer yeah, with spruce in it. And yeah. sorghum, yeah. right. I, might, I might want that. It's yeah. like, <laughs> you never just, know. You're just a beer searcher. Well, you're you know, a beer hunter. You know something? People probably didn't want to drink uh, something that tastes like pine cones at one point, but they was like, you know what? They did it. That's, yeah, that's true. They I feel like that's an 1800 hops, flavor so right there. True. Pine cones is an 1800 flavor. A lot of molasses. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. There's some Carolyn. Is that what it's called in Dayton, Ohio, that does the 18th, 17th or 18th century brewing? They're 19th century. Oh, 19th century. 1800s. 1800th, 19th century brewing. I don't think they do a, well, I'm not going to bad mouth them. Right. If you go there, their beers are all sour. Um, mm. I think it's more interesting to see it, but I think that the technology that came from the Industrial Revolution has really done a great service to, to the, the beer, beer and. Yeah. We are lucky to be alive and being able to work right. these great beers. Yes, instead of pine today. cone infused yes. beers. Yes. One of my goals, though, is yeah, I, would, I want to research more and find some of those historical styles, like especially pre prohibition and yeah. like mm-hmm. early 1900s, late 1800s, and find some should, cool recipes to brew. You should check so, out Lost Loggers. They, uh, they do a lot of research. <laughs> they they yeah. do a lot of research on things. Yeah, definitely but check that out. It's, it's crazy. We were shocked. Yeah, y'all, y'all two being history buffs yeah. and, and beer buffs with uh, Lost Loggers would be right up y'all alley yes. for sure. Where definitely is that? check that out. They're based in DC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we've got family in um, Arlington, Virginia, so yep. we'll definitely check it yes. out. Yes, and they are. You'll but be they'll, amazed. they'll go anywhere. Like, he, yeah. he, he does collabor- collaborations with. It's like a podcast. 
He, no, he's like a he's a beer story. He's like a beer story. Yeah, he's a little beer story. He likes to recreate. He likes to recreate beers from the 1800s and 70s. Whenever beer he could find from 100 years or more, especially if it's in that area. Yeah, yeah. And he likes to collab with. Like he'll collab if he collab with you guys. He would want to probably talk to that Benjamin Franklin graveyard guy and you. And right, make right. a beer from that. Yep. The brown ale that we brew is called Bloodhound Brown Ale because it's named after the British um, Light Infantry, and Todd does reenacting with that group. But we've, when we brewed that beer, we would, you know, bring five gallons in a wooden cask mm-hmm. out to the event. Try to be as, okay. as traditional as possible. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. With this modern beer. Yeah, what? a little bit. A little bit. But. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like a kind of like a nod that it's a British style beer. Right. Well, right. We, we've had somebody actually on on from uh, that was from the UK. So, what is your thoughts on that warm beer and cast and all that stuff? Right. Like that, that, yeah. I think for the style, that beer it would could be work. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We just went to the Yards Real Ale Festival uh-huh. for the first time ever, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> okay. So where I was like, I think it's time to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Seven o'clock, Laura. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had warm beer, but when she thought of, said it, I was like, you know what? I'll try it. I will try it. I mean, I probably had warm beer, I but think it's warm still like, like a... Like this temperature. Right. It's not really warm, yeah. but like... Yeah, they're like not putting it around like 50 oh, okay. degrees, okay. something like oh, that. Right. Okay. So it ain't like, uh, like right. drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't, don't leave like, them in your hot trunk and then open it and be like, British. warm beer. That ain't a stout. That's just coffee. That's <laughs> uh, why my beer was sitting in the car. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was trying. I was <laughs> now to uh, to piggyback off. He had asked you a question about your your notebook. What uh, you guys have? You said how many taps right now? Twenty. Fourteen. Fourteen. Taps, and then, and then they got for us sampling today, we have some beers that are kegged and canned already that we just haven't released gotcha. yet. So we gotcha. probably have about twenty beers right now. So what what keeps a beer on? The tap, and then what brings a new beer to the forefront for you guys? That's something we're trying to kind of figure out right now. Because mm-hmm. we have brewed probably 50 different styles just through Attic itself. Yeah. And which is great, which means we have a big inventory to choose from whenever mm-hmm. we want to right. brew something. But sure. Uh, we're also realizing that we need to probably get some core beers to. Mm. Uh, just like really market those and right. try to promote them. So like the brown ale, for example, is super popular. And mm-hmm. this past year, we only brewed it once, mm. and that's one that we could think. So really you say, man, when I really when people come cool. in, they say, "Where's that brown ale?" You, that's what you, you want. Guys are like, yeah. uh, <laughs> gotta wait a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> see you see in September of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Part yeah. of it. Part of it is so we are still a super small brewery. We have mm-hmm. a ten barrel brew house. We brew like one and a half to two times a week, which is not a lot. And we have to be very cost conscious when we are making decisions yes. about what we brew. Yes. And so we try to brew the freshest beer that we can, but we work through yeast strains in a strategic way. And the brown ale just happens to be the yeast strain that we don't use for a lot of beers. Mm. And so it's kind of like we can either bring in a yeast strain and brew 12 beers with it, or we can bring in... And bring- and do one brown The one, yes. and then we usually try to do it a couple times. And the, we, you know, but we're, this time we tried to brew the brown ale twice, and then the yeast just, it just up. wasn't viable mm-hmm. to, yeah. to pitch again. And yeah. it's just something that happened. Um, 
There's a lot of construction going on around the brewery. So um, back in September, they were doing construction. They were dropping the phase of the power, and so that cut off our glycol system. And so we had to dump some beer because mm. the tank got too hot. Like we're just small and working through Trying the struggles of out. being a return. I mean, three y'all are fairly new too. So we're I mean, gonna be three in January. Yeah, little toddler, toddler right. brewery. You guys, are, you guys are new. Solid foods now. Yes. <laughs> so that that's part of it, and mm-hmm. like. We, again, we really jumped on the creativity of brewing the beer, and I think during the pandemic, creating new beers was probably something that kept us motivated with the yeah, brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then when people are like, oh, when are you bringing back that beer? And we're like, oh, my God, like, that beer will probably not come back. <laughs> no! Remote, but we have 11 hazy IPAs that we brew. We can't brew 11 hazy IPAs. At so we time, yeah. this year we pulled it back a little bit. Um but yeah, our customers dictate it, and so everyone has their favorite, yeah, and right, for sure. we're constantly like trying to brew everyone's favorite. Right. But we need y'all to come out and buy beer so we can keep like getting right, new ones right. on and there rotate it faster. There it's you it's go. been a little bit of a slow tap room <laughs> for the past few months. Come out, drink yeah, some beer. There you go. Come on. That's all. Why do you think that is, though? You know, can't figure it out. This year, twenty twenty two has been the hardest year COVID, for us. COVID thing. I don't know. It's just yeah. I think a lot of people did a lot of traveling in 2022. People who had saved up and hadn't taken a vacation. I was in Las Vegas over the summer, and I said, called up Todd and was like, if we had a tap room in Vegas, we would be killing it right right now. Because people were just trying to, they'd thrown their money away. There weren't enough restaurants Yeah, I know. I went this summer, too, and it was crazy. Lines, reservations. Um, Germantown is not a tourist vacation spot, which we we learned. But Philadelphia is, is and it's only an Uber or Lyft or cab ride to get from Independence Mall to Germantown. It's a 10-minute train ride, and there's six regional rail lines, 10 minutes. We're working on that. It's hard to get people to make the trip. Yeah, I I always wonder because I don't run a business, so I'm, like, wondering, like, what what do you do for, for that to take place? Like... Because it's, of course, people are coming to Philadelphia because of. But Germantown is like a, a yeah, um, like a just a, a community. It's like, like you said, people don't. It's not a tourist attraction. Right. But Most of the people you see in Germantown live here. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. have like we don't have the the bars and restaurants that you see in Fishtown or even mm-hmm. like West Philly. Even like we're just kind of getting there. Um, yeah. And. Is it a lot of eateries around here? I don't know. No, like, nothing. Okay, no. see, that's another thing. We are really a lot of like takeout, yeah. takeout small spots. spots. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, no major restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. We operate as the local bar, and that's part of like we kind of balance between us making this award-winning beer. But if somebody comes in and they want a margarita, we're making them okay. a margarita. Okay. And okay. For us, it, that was what it was supposed to be. Is like we want this to be a community space, and right. people were so grateful. Like I've lived here for forty years and never had anywhere that I could go to, right. and so they're like, "Thank you yeah. for being here and having live music and mm-hmm. free live comedy and like cool things going on, um, and just having like, a, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful space. Yeah. Right, um, and then you didn't get to see, but we will take you out there. Is we have an eight thousand square foot outdoor beer garden, oh, so. Man. There's 250 seats out there. Um, so when yeah. the weather is here. <laughs> right on the side of the wall. Right through there. <laughs> we did the whole, okay. Yeah, so wow. that's another thing. When the weather is nice, it's a perfect place yeah. for people to bring their kids, their right. dogs. and you, There's out, ping pong tables, outdoor games. It's like a beautiful space. But people are like, there's never been anything like that here in Germantown. And so 
it's just like a beautiful space. But and now you got to get people used to, like, there are things to do here. This, right. bre- this brewery is a thing to right. do here right. now. Right. You don't have to go to Center City or go to West Philly to enjoy Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can stay home. Right. And you share, you share, I guess, share the building with a, I guess, a barbecue spot as yep. well? Yep. Deke's Barbecue is next door, so you can get food from there and bring it in. And then we do rotating food trucks, so mm-hmm. there's lots of food options. I don't know if we should say it or not, but... We will have a kitchen coming soon. Hey, okay, there we go. Speak out of here So we have a kitchen Exclusive. that's coming soon. Nice. Um, what, what kind of food are you guys planning on? We're not going to say right now. Okay, right. that's fine. We are testing the menu right <laughs> I'm still now. Figuring it out. I, I would love Just to no be. barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not. Probably not. I would love to be a, um, a tester of the food when you guys are trying to figure out what kind of food We'll fare. make sure we bring you guys Please. up. Please. Yes. No, like me. Yes. If they don't want to come, that's fine. I have a bar. I have a drive myself. Sounds good. I just want to be a part of the food. And I'm ready to taste these other beers. Sorry, y'all. Oh. All right. Oh, no, what's, sure. what's the next? Right. Last one? This Pitching. one is Petucci. Oh, Petucci. Petucci, which is a Belgian strong dark ale. Mm. Is this the dark ale? Is this the one you? This is the strongest beer we have on tap right Yo, now. Yo, that is delicious. What's the ABV on this? It's a ten point one percent. Yep, tastes like that. It tastes like it. Yep. It's so good. No, but I, I love Belgian strong. Now I'm this drinking. Is, this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a. Uh, this is the first time we brewed this this style. Mm. Huh. Came out good. super good. It's awesome. Yeah. That out. is delicious. It's also not like a super quick turning turnover beer. Mm. But when people get it, yeah, they they love it. Yeah, like if somebody came in and wanted like a something brown on on a on the rocks, like a just a regular spirit, I'd be like, hold on, try this first. Yeah, yeah, and see how you like that, and let me know. That's really what we learned. We have really worked hard to um, be aware of our community and our customers. And so that is one of the, it's really great to have people come in who have different tastes in beer, Mm -hmm. that it's not coming in and just ordering IPAs. And like I said, Tyrone came in, his beer was the Belgian triple and we were $25 a growler. It might even be more than that now, but um, it gave us excitement that people were into different beer styles and that we weren't going to have to be a craft brewery that only brewed IPAs. Yes. Um, Please don't. And then Please don't. Just also learning don't about, like, that. the other people's um, experiences with alcohol. Right. And so you get people who come in who are like, oh, I want a Heineken. You're like, well, we brew our own beer here, but if that's what you like, this is what we have yes. that's similar to it. I was just about to say, it's, when you said pour this over some ice, this is uh, – Brown, yeah, yeah, it, that's it was, crown, that's Hennessy, that's right, right, whatever. that's what I was saying. If somebody whatever comes black, in, whatever orders, black people drink at the bar, <laughs> right, that's what this, yeah, but that's shit what I'm saying. If yeah, somebody comes in and orders an actual spirit, a brown spirit, I'd be like, Well, would you like to try this beer first? We are a brewery, we're a brewery, right. try this and yeah. see how you like yes. it. And our whole team, customer service is like a very high priority for us and knowing that we're in um, a neighborhood that never had a craft brewery before mm-hmm. every person that works here is coached mm-hmm. that if somebody comes in and they want to sample all 14 beers then you say let's step down the bar and you sample them and you talk about like Each this one. is what it is and nice. if at the end they taste 14 beers and they're like I'd like a margarita then you're right. like, you right. just drink hey, what you like yeah. that's right. totally right. fine right. Still drinking. but like yep. learning about it and, and learning about like what and do you normally like to drink and then the next time they may like come drink? in and drink something 
Or if you have, like, if they say, like you said, hey, drink this brown ale first. It may be, may be something like the spirits you like. Now they come back and they want to try a different beer. Right, even with that process. Like, oh, I like the Belgian triple. You don't have that one on. And they're like, oh, but we have something. Right. Like, this right. Is the All one you got to do now. is get us in the yeah, door. Even with that yeah. process, even if they didn't like any other beers, they can say, yo, I went to this place and I had these beers. Like, because they made us know somebody that's right. in the beers, and they'd be like, yo, this place got some. And some even if they beers. Beers on, <laughs> yeah. they got and, and they'll sell you a margarita if you don't, right. if yeah. you can't find that the friend, beer. Right. And that friend that drinks the margaritas is coming back yeah. with the person that drinks the beer. Yeah. And, then, and then also, like you said, we have 14 taps. And if you say, I don't know anything about beer, a beer tender Let's on staff will take you through yeah. every beer. So now I just tasted, 14, I just had an education in the hour, two hours, however long I was here. And I will come back because they took the time to give me. The, it's not yeah. even about the beard at this point. It's, it's about the camaraderie crazy, and the community. We've had a slow yeah. and steady growth, but it is such like a deep. It's more rewarding. Deep, like, we really can't thank this. The support that we've gotten in Germantown is like sometimes overwhelming. Like, mm. we're so grateful. But it is that like you meet someone and we would be like, oh, I own Attic Brewing Company. And they're like, oh, my cousin goes there and I haven't gone yet, but I know where it is. Yeah. Or, I've been there, I had such a great time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. my sister had a birthday party or whatever. Or that person that lives three blocks away is like, I never heard of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> three like, blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we're, it's, it's about teaching and, and learning. And, and that's part of it is like, we're grateful for the opportunity to diversify beer past right. like right. What, it, what it normally is, like has been and to just continue to invite people to collaborate and try beers and, you know, um, be a part of our whole process. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're going to be here for a long time right. and very excited about the community that we have here and every great thing that's going to happen. So. Right. I'm curious to know, do you have, like, um, being in a community that may not know a lot about craft beer, do you have, like, um, educational nights in terms of, like... Craft beer day. Like, craft beer flights, you... You go and learn more. learn more about education. Like, well, learn this more is, about this beer is a Belgian day. triple. Like, I don't know what a Belgian, Belgian triple, triple is day. Like, do you have those type of things? We do. Okay. So we partner with. Um, there's a great organization in, called Mount Airy Learning Tree that really focuses on peer learning, like neighbors teaching neighbors. Mm. And so we've worked with them since before the tap room opened to offer. We call it Beer 101, yeah. and we've hosted that class probably over 20 times. So um, you come out. It's Todd and I are the ones teaching it. You get a tour of the brewery. You sample eight beers, get a little history of whatever beers we have on. We kind of incorporate that into it. Um, so they just, I think January and March, we're going to have classes. January will be the Beer 101. But March, we're doing something really cool, which is just focused on lagers. So if you're a lager, it's called Lager Lover. Um, so if you like lagers, we're going to do some of our lagers. We'll probably have to bring in some guest lagers because... We want to like Have fill enough. the class and yeah. talk about things, um, but we do. And how do you then, sign up for this? So if you go, um, I don't think that the class is active for you to sign up quite yet. But we'll link it on our website when it is active. No, but as of right now, you know you have a January one and then a lager yes. one in March. Yep. Okay. So it'll be the third Tuesday in January, and I think it's the third Tuesday in March. Okay. Um, and so you come in the tap room and you get some snacks and. Snacks. I'm not sure where we're going to host it. We posted it in different spots, but you get a tour of the brewery, and it's really, like, super in-depth attic brewing company. You taste beers, and it's usually Todd and I. Every time it's been Todd and I. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> yay, hang out with us. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Um, but a great opportunity to learn yes. about beer mm-hmm. and, but our tap room honestly is so like unpretentious and so welcoming and you mentioned like the people you see behind the bar they look like like they're regular everyday people and they're super friendly um and if you have questions we want you to ask questions and sample beers and and hang out i think that's a good thing like being here like you said the community doesn't necessarily know about craft beer so they're learning about it you can't have a beer tender in here with an attitude or a beer tender that's tired of serving a questionable, like a person with a lot of questions. Because that's, everybody's coming in here with questions. Like it's not, right. it's, I think it's, it's going to take you guys a while to have the community come in here and just like, oh, I want a Belgian triple or I want the lager that you got. What's the newest IPA that's on, on tap? I want that. It's going to take some education and y'all are doing the, the right process. But the beer tenders have to follow your guys' vision at, at all times because one bad experience in the tap room they go home and a thousand people know tomorrow that yeah. the attic wasn't right to them right. so y'all you can't miss it you can't miss a step you know what I mean oh, for sure. especially when you want the, the people around here to, to support I mean one thing yeah. I can say is that it, it seems soon like as you the right thing yeah as soon as you walk in here it's, it's welcoming I mean the the decor like I noticed all the the pictures on the wall on, cool. on the back. Def- that's it. I did. You so fancy. <laughs> Are you French? Oh, oh! oh. Excuse me. The decor. Give, give him a minute. Give him a minute. French or British? Okay. There we are. You are. You done? You done? <laughs> like I noticed the pictures on the wall of different faces. Like it just says community all over it. Yeah. The flag, the pride flag, community all over it. Mm-hmm. I mean. Everybody's walk welcome. In. Everybody's yeah, everybody's welcome. welcome. Yep. Yeah. It ain't nobody we're yeah. rejecting out here. Yep. yep. For sure. That's the idea. And almost our entire team lives in Germantown. Nice. Um, which is also special because when you come here, you're getting that authentic feel of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we are one of the largest employers of people in Germantown and for a neighborhood that has some of the highest concentration of deep poverty. Right. Like, so proud of that. Yeah. And us expanding and having the kitchen and this That's project gonna is just going right. to allow us to have, right. like, higher more saying people. that you pay a more above the living wage. Like, yeah, every, people want to work here now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would want to work here if I lived here. I know. It's, it's just, like, I, I don't like the idea of, like, tooting our own horn, but... Two, girl. Two okay, well, we do it's a lot fair. of special things. Um, no, but that's not really why we... It's, we're in it for every day, and honest, we live... We can walk home from here. Like, we we, we live close by oh, really? here now. Nice. We don't live in the attic apartment anymore, but we, we live close by. Um, you was really loyal, y'all, with the state of that. <laughs> the landlords came through. They were like, this is our apartment. I was like, do not use the brewery to sell your right, attic right, 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 right. Rent. Do not. Right, they're going to raise that rent up. You know attic room. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the, it yes. looks the same. Great idea. Start, start here. Yes. Great idea. I get start tons here. of stories. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. So we lived on the 300 block of West of All Street here in Germantown. Back in 2005. The owners of Love City, I don't know if they want me to say it, but the owners of Love City <laughs> live on Duval Street in Germantown. Uh, the brewer for Human Robot lived on the Duval Street. <laughs> what? The brewer from um, 
Troubles End lives on Why? the Wall Street. Why? One of the, the tired hands. Tired hands brewers oh lives in the God. same house that we used to live in. Uh, the most, I guess great idea. Was this all at the same time? No, they all after we left. We what? left, and we left some vibes behind. Yeah, yeah we see. That fermentation, that smell. All that spill, yo. Yeah. All the drip. Yeah, I guess so. It's so crazy. That Where is I was like, weird. yeah, we, we lived on that block yo, 15 how, years ago. How strange is that? It's so weird. That's, so we you know, didn't you get five, that name. Five, six re, re, That street yes. renamed It's Brewer. a historic site. Right. Yes. That's a historic site. Yeah, Brewer's Edge Lane. Yes, so... It, there's some something deep going on yeah, on that, that, on that street, but wow. so cool and that's pretty. That's, yeah. uh, that is cool that's, though. That I is. I think Lil Duval he liked beer. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> what? Um, now a lot, it's like some people, some breweries anyway. They they like to go for like oh we we want to be known for our hazies or we want to known for our lagers and stuff like that. Or, you, or do, you, do you have something like like the brown ale or do you just want to be known for like just good beer? I think that's somewhere trying to figure out. Yeah, but um, <laughs> right now we're kind of proud of our diverse tap list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get so many different people that come through and having something for everybody. Is yeah, you right. feel comfortable important. in that. Yeah, right. Um, I think most of the people that work here all agree that we don't want to be a brewery that's heavy with IPAs. Right. Please, please we're don't. Proud of the fact that we have maybe four IPAs on tap right now. So. You could probably do uh, less. Probably, yeah. I think one, at one point, a couple months ago, we only had like two. My man. So cool. <laughs> two out of 14. Dope. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. That's less than 20%. So, That's um, great. At the moment, yeah, we don't. I mean, the Brownell is one that we're going to definitely yeah, start like, really, really good. pushing. But, yeah, we're just kind of proud that we can brew many different styles. Everything is in well. the attic. Yeah. I think our goal, our goal when we opened was to be one of the best breweries in Philly. That, that is still our goal. And I, I think it's through us pushing in many different directions with the quality and the types of beers that we brew, but also the service and um, the atmosphere and everything about the brewery, too. Yeah. So we just want it that when, whether you live in Philly or people come to Philly and they're like, oh, I want to check out a brewery, where should I go? Right. We just want people to be like, you have to check out Attic Brewery Absolute, Company. Right. Absolutely. And when we would travel around, there were a few breweries that were like that. And we had just memorable experiences in them. And I'll just say, like, it, those things stuck with us. Right. And that's what we want to, to have here. And because of where we're located, we see the opportunity through craft beer tourism and the enthusiasm around craft beer to just get people to come to Germantown and then help support other businesses that are here too. Mm, It's like you come here because you're checking out breweries, but like rent a bike from here and go check out, like have lunch at this place Mm -hmm. or, you know, go check out another spot. And we have like really cool businesses that are here already, but like we need some more, but uh, that's our long-term vision is just to be when people talk about the best breweries in Philly, like, we're on there from, like, yeah. how we treat our team. Like I said, the whole package behind it. I got an idea. You guys know about Beer Discovery. Y'all should be on Beer Discovery. But also, y'all should have a Germantown Discovery where all the stuff that's going on in Germantown can be known. And y'all could be the hub of, of that. Like you said, buy, get a bike and take a bike ride to that eatery. Then after you get done eating, come to the brewery and have a beer. I don't fucking know to the post office, like whatever. But 
what Beer Discovery is like, it's a hub for all the craft beer in the country. If you're if you want to be a part of it, you can be a part of it. And because y'all keep saying it's, it seems like the theme. Philly is a tourist attraction city, but Germantown not so much. How can we make Germantown a tourist attraction or, or part of the Philly tourist attraction experience? And it seems like Attic is a tourist attraction at the moment, it's, and it's becoming that. And y'all want to do more for the community, so make this the Germantown right. hub. If that make, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of people to come up and spend a day in Germantown. Yes, right. and it, why, why not? Like we, we're here, cool we're stuff. in Philly for five days. One of the days we're going to do Germantown, Attic Brewing, that eatery. We're going to ride bikes and right. have a good time. And I know, yeah. I know Laura doesn't want to like toot her own horn and stuff toot, like that. Toot. But, but the fact that you're a award winner, it, it could be not just one of the best breweries in Philadelphia, but the country. Like, yeah. hey, hey. We, how, many, how, many, <laughs> how many got two in a row? Y'all got back-to-backs. Like, like, That's Mike, like Michael Jordan and yeah. Magic Johnson get back to back. You know, I grew up with the '96 Bulls. Exactly why I said Michael Jordan. Luke Longley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never know oh met nobody. Who Me either. Favorite player says no one. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Says no one. That is the first. Countries like Michael Jordan's Luke, Luke. Right, even, even Tony Kukoc is a stretch. That was her player. That is hilarious. Yeah, I like it. I ain't mad at that. I don't know what was happening. I'm not mad. Hey, hey. '96 was a great year for them. '96 was a great year. Right. I'm not. I'm not mad. At you for that. I mean, just confused a little just bit. Just a little confused. <laughs> a little bit I confused. Mean, he is. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Uh, ties um, up to his tricks. Yep, yep. <laughs> Your wife warned us. I told us. you, I told him. I said, no, I'm just going to tell you, Todd's just, just, just walk away. Just one more. Just one more. He's just one more person. Well, that's actually yeah. good because I actually had this one on the podcast, actually, um, not too long ago. Okay. It is an IPA. I don't know if you guys want to break open an IPA. They, 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 I mean, we'll we'll drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't know. What, it's a hazy. But it's a great IPA. Hazy hazy IPA. Yeah, it was. Great. I, I, I had it a couple maybe, weeks ago. Maybe, no, like July, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A couple months ago. Yeah, a couple, couple months, months ago. ago. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, it looks hazy. It is hazy. And it's not it's not on tap yet. We have the cans out, okay. but it's not on tap yet. What does what makes y'all decide what goes on tap and what goes on the cans? Did we ask that question? Uh, we can of. everything, but right now we're a little backed up with the draft, so we need to sell through the draft beer to just make room. Okay, are, are you can everything? We do. We huh. do super small runs, so okay. we have our own canner. Uh, we do anywhere between five hundred and a thousand cans. Do so, you do personal? So, like instead of a brawler, if I came and wanted to can the beer. Would you personally can like a two pack? No, what? I would not. Okay. <laughs> what a two pack? I'm not sure what he's asking. <laughs> Me either. Because some, some breweries I've been to where you like, I want to take the beer home and it's not, I don't want a growler. So they'll actually can the beer. Oh, the growler. That is good. Yeah, you can like go with a 32 ounce no, no, like I've seen this. So we, we have, that's how we used to can the beer. Mm-hmm. But no. They said, no, we out of that business. It's, you know, there's just, it's a bit of a delicious. setup and. Yeah, I understand. Able, I'll understand. say we aren't able to do that right now. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just do it smells delicious. Oh, my God. It does. <laughs> Jesus. It's a juice That bomb. tastes delicious. It's, it's, it's really juicy. juicy. It smells juicy. Oh. It is. You just wait. And this is a electric whisker. Whiskers. 
Hit your lips. Now that it all makes sense oh, about the cash, because I didn't know what it right. was. I remember that now. See, this one, we got you, because it actually isn't, a, we made it a cat on the can, but Electric Whiskers... Name doesn't come from a cat. Oh, what is oh. it? A, a song? Oh, so um, never mind. I thought it was the Muppets. That's a like we're, we're history buffs, okay. and we have friends who are also history buffs. And oh. uh, we got a friend who's a park ranger down in um, Virginia. He's a uh, like me. He's like into like war, like military history. And <laughs> he was reading about some Italian World War One general who had these like crazy facial hair, and oh. he had his nickname. Electric whiskers, just because his facial hair was all crazy. I don't remember what the Italian translation was, but um, it's like, oh, that's that's a great beer name. Right, that was a good way to tie that into the cat. uh, Yes, it works. Electric whiskers, put a cat in, right? Make it like lightning for school. Yeah, (laughs) that was perfect. Todd, what's your uh, reenacting specialty? Uh, I do Revolutionary War. 18th century. Uh, I do American stuff, but I also do British. And I guess the unit that I usually reenact with is the 40th of Foot Light Infantry Company. They're like a British regiment that was involved during the American Revolution, but they kind of gained their fame right here in Germantown at the Battle of Germantown, which took place in 1777. And they lost, though, didn't they? <laughs> They won that battle. But during that battle, this ties it back to the brown ale. Um, The Americans go back two weeks before the Battle of Germantown. The British attacked this American position, like surprise attacked them, and ended up killing a lot of Americans. It was a very one-sided battle. So the Americans were on the attack at the Battle of Germantown and saw these British guys who were involved with that battle just a couple weeks ago. And they saw them. They got all pissed off. And they're like, hey, those are the guys that just killed all our other guys that were over there. Let's, let's get at them. So the officer yelled out, it's like, have at the bloodhounds. Avenge the Wayne Affair. And they shoot a volley and they attack the British soldiers. So the nickname bloodhounds kind of sticks with this, this mm-hmm. regiment that I now reenact with. And It all ties in. Yeah, a lot of people ask, like, why, why did you British? Why not American? It's like. Uh, it's one one. They yeah. got one. Like yeah. I, I, I reenact the battle that we won. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just an interest, I guess. But I do do both sides. I'm not okay. just British. That, that's when spin the block do. goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I do do <laughs> both sides. He says do do. He do do on both sides. I thought we were going to have to stop the podcast and have a conversation. <laughs> I think sorry. we might be okay. So, so you, I'm sorry, about, I got more reenactment questions. So you, you like, your favorite is the British side for that, that particular one. What's your favorite American to, uh, for the, um, when you're reenacting? Uh, there's one group that, it's actually kind of a mix of other reenacting groups that came together to create another group that was, um, what we like did a is. a comedy troupe. Yeah, it's like, a, <laughs> but with history. Yeah, <laughs> like when you know, like all these members from other bands form like a super yeah, group. Yeah, That's yeah, kind of yeah. what it was. Okay, uh, we formed up this group for what's called the Second Battalion of the Philadelphia Associators. They were like a militia group that was raised during the American Revolution. So a lot of research was done on how they looked in their uniform and everything, and all of us came together, and we did it a few times where we'd go up to Trenton. And do the march from Trenton to Princeton, which happened like in early January of 1777. 
and it was a long march. It was hard. It was cold. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was really rough, but it's sort of cool that we all kind of came together with this impression mm-hmm. and did what these guys did 250 years ago yeah. and uh, made it work. So I think that's one of the groups that I thought was like a lot of fun to do mm-hmm. with. And we, we did it a couple more times after that, but after that sort of fizzled out with COVID. Yeah. 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 I think they're trying to try to get something like that back together again. Okay. You still reenacting over there, Laura? No, I do not reenact. Retired? <laughs> okay. He said you retired. <laughs> she said it real fast. We're like, nope, it's not for me. <laughs> you, know, you want the real answer? Yeah, yeah what's the real answer? <laughs> Take another second. I hate that something. shit. <laughs> it was just a paycheck, and I learned from I learned some beer shit. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think the British reenacting group he works with is very progressive, and so, like, the uniform and equipment is expensive mm. um so that's part of it and then like my covid body happened so i don't fit into my <laughs> uniform anymore <laughs> yeah. cheers to cheers. i still appreciate history i drive the chase car when they're marching from okay. trenton to princeton was there a chase car in you know, there wasn't the revolution? i don't think there was okay, this, that's a decent march the best part like of their march is it's a fast there's a drive, part where it's, it's like far. 2 o'clock in the morning and the bars are letting out and they're like it's the same time every year that they do it they're like bars are letting out and then all these drunk people are like what the hell is right. going on here soldiers are like wait a minute wait a minute I'm not that drunk yeah. I was like soldiers <laughs> is it Philly too right. soldiers. what is happening right they're wearing what? those funny clothes what was in that liquor <laughs> I done transported <laughs> back right I'm hazy <laughs> this is hazy good lord <laughs> that is true I really like this structure. what do you guys have coming up um, in the future any events or any beer releases you got? So we do have or? our three-year anniversary coming up in okay. about a month. Okay. On January 17th. Nice. It's our three-year anniversary. You guys doing something? So, yeah, we're going to plan, I think, like a whole weekend of stuff. Mm. So it'll be like live music, beer releases and stuff. Um, we do have a special beer lined up. That is a Baltic Porter sitting in those barrels right now. Oh. Uh, those are bourbon barrels, and it's been sitting in that for close to a year. Mm. Oh, jeez. And we did sample it maybe two months ago, and it's amazing. So we're excited. It's even better now. What'd you yeah. say? That might be, that might be your, like, it might be your strongest beer, maybe? Yeah, it's like we release a strong beer every year. So the first two years was a barley wine, okay. Asian barrels. Oh, that was God. like around 13.5%. Yeah. Yeah. We're expecting this to be about the same. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, and it's... it's and those <laughs> those ones do sell out, so yeah. we're excited about it. But the, it doesn't taste like it's thirteen point five. I have to be there for that. When's that? Uh, January seventeenth. January seventeenth release. Yes, yeah. January seventeenth. Is, is that like Martin Luther King weekend? Is that month? It is. It, should be. it is. Yeah. Um, the seventeenth falls on the Tuesday. Mm. Okay. So the Tuesday after the. You weekend. guys like Tuesdays. What's going on with you and Tuesdays? Tuesdays. Y'all do the beer one on one on Tuesdays. You doing the uh, lager one on one on Tuesdays? Tuesdays? Yeah. Do comedy yeah. on Tuesdays? Yeah. yeah. Tuesdays. Why, I mean, why Tuesdays? Tuesdays is like the new Friday. Here. It is. Is it for us. Tuesdays is okay. new Friday? Uh, yes. <laughs> There's some weeks where Tuesdays are okay. Tuesday is a big day for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see y'all the Tuesday stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're open seven days a week, which. Not all the breweries. Yeah, so we're open right. seven days a week, and we do Metal Mondays. We always have a great taco truck on Tuesdays. Um, 
we were doing live music on Wednesday. We're halting that for the winter. Mm -hmm. um, we do free live comedy, and that's the second Tuesday and la uh, last Thursday of every month. On Fridays, we have vinyl DJs that come through. So, oh, snap. Yeah, we always, we always have cool <laughs> stuff going on. On that free comedy day, is it is free to the, uh, the public? How do you get the comedians? Are they local comedians, amateur comedians, professional comedians? What's going on? So Mel Harris is a Philadelphia comedian who mm -hmm. hosts the show for us. A great friend. He's been doing it with us now for over two years. Um, he finds the comedians. Okay. Um, and so it's a mix of yeah, mix of talent, depending on who's in town and, and whose schedules are open. Right. But for a free comedy show, it's right. great. And yeah. it's packed in here. Every time he has it, it's packed. Nice. So. When is it? Second Tuesday and last Thursday. It's a little bit. Uh, the, December 12th. Thursday. I don't know when this airs, but mm -hmm. December 12th is the next. Yep. Oh, I don't know every time he got up. He was going to the Oh, I know. I was like, I, was like, I know he's going to the 12th or the 13th. Whatever the Tuesday is that week is. Maybe that should okay. be on a t-shirt. Nice. Just one more. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did tell us. like, pass me another. You did tell us. Oh, my gosh. Todd. <laughs> The last one. Okay, okay, are you sure? Okay, what's that one? Todd's not sure. The blonde, uh, so blonde, Belgian blonde. Ale. Another beer that isn't out yet, but oh, we've this. had this beer. We've brewed this beer a lot, and it is a, definitely a fan favorite. All right, oh, it's not out yet. Let me clean my cup out some. Pour a little in there. Or you can mix it with the water if you want to. Yeah. I think I don't know. All right. Robert said, "Because he he got up very suspiciously, so I was like." <laughs> oh, when he when he turns the mic off and sits it down real, real nice and light, I know he's going to get beer. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, this one it's standard Blondale, Belgian Blondale. It's it's good yeah, though. It's it's one of the more popular ones here. It definitely looks good. The part the Pass the, the reason why I think this beer is so popular is because of people who um, aren't into craft beer. It's say. a very approachable yeah, beer style. Very. You wouldn't think that a Belgian Blondale is the approachable style, but... Um, oh, yeah. I see that's refreshing. I see what you're saying. So it's like full flavor, it's but it's minty not a little hoppy. bit. Yeah. Y'all taste a little mint in there? It's, um... <laughs> well, it's the, like the banana... It's the, like this, the banana E. Yeah. Banana E. Where's the name? Plug Street, where's the name come from? Clovey. Like the yeast that's kind of used, got to give you that banana clove flavor. Yeah. So there is still a cat on that label, but the Belgian beers we do, they're World War One themed. Found them. Oh, you found a bit? Uh, I found a cat. Oh, you found a cat? No. Uh, the World War One theme? Plug, uh, Plug yes. Street? Why is it called Plug Street? Did y'all say that? I'm sorry. When I, missed, we, uh, I missed that. When I brewed a Belgian triple before we opened, it happened to be like the centennial of World War One. So I go, I'm going to name a... My Belgian triple after something from World War One. So we, I called it Over There, which is a famous song that was released during World War One as a way to try to get soldiers to get into the army and mm. be sent over there. So our Belgian triple is called Over There. And then we started brewing these other Belgian beers. So I'm like, oh, let's, let's just keep this World War One theme going. So Plug Street is a, it's actually a Belgian town. Huh. Uh, the British soldiers that were stationed there couldn't pronounce the town right. It was actually called like Plowstraw or something like that. <laughs> so they just started calling it Plug Street. So that's kind of a cool name for a beer. So yeah. that's where Plug Street came from. Right. I, I would think more of your beers have uh, like 
the, the a war, historic historic thing. thing yeah. Yeah. Batucci is another one. Okay. So the one that we had, the Belgian strong dark ale. Oh, yeah, Batucci is me. the name I of know. a cat that was adopted uh, by a, a Belgian. Belgian officer during Sorry. World War One. Wait, Petrucci is the name of the cat. Yeah. Oh, so y'all kept the cat. Y'all, yeah. y'all, 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 y'all are not playing out here. With this. <laughs> Took a little research to find that one. Yeah. Subtly, yeah. subtly, always, subtly, always. Right. Cats. Right. <laughs> nice. And then we have the other one is Bells of Hell. Yeah. Which is Bells another reference to World War One. Mm. So, okay. It was yeah. a cat named Bell. That one. No, it's not cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> They'll keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I know. Cat named Hellbells. So, it's so funny. We have a direct <laughs> register, and people are like, well, that can't be cat. And it's like, oh, it actually is absolutely <laughs> cat. Direct register is the way that cats walk, where their front back paw wow. steps in the skin wow. spot. Their front wow. paw. First of all, who wow. looked that up to find wow. out that information? That's <laughs> <laughs> that funny. Oh, wow. You guys always have to have a cat in the house now, right? I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a, a, you know, a cat wandered into the beer garden uh, right before it got cold. And the whole, every person who went back there was like, is this your brewery? The cat was just jumping the off the laps. I was like, I don't know where that cat came from. Ew. And he got home. Um, <laughs> it burned out. No, he's super friendly. We were so tempted to, like, adopt him as our yeah. brewery cat, but... We just can't have a brewery cat right yeah. now. <laughs> Breweries that have like a space that they can close off, right. it's yeah. great. But we don't have a space. Like it's all open, and I'm like, that cat will be everywhere. We can, you know, there's yeah. cat boxes. And then yeah. people be allergic, so wow. yeah. That would be tough. I don't want a whisk. I don't want an electric whisker in my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Same. Thank any, you. any favorite beers that you had today? Yes. We drank a lot of beers. Yes. Today. The the. To, what is yep. it? Pentucci. Pentucci? Yes, that okay. one. Belgian cat. That Belgian yes. cat. That, I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for a Pilsner, so I like. I love the yeah. G-Town. G-Town's great. Strutter. The G-Town was good, I, too. The G-Town Strutter is my, my favorite can. <laughs> they can art on that G-Town. This pimp. This pimp. That Pertucci is my, my, yeah. my favorite. I like Pertucci. G-Town I, will be my second favorite. And I'm going to just say because it's award-winning. Oh, I like the paper. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. The paper. Yeah. And we don't have a name for it. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is really. This is it's really still good. unresolved. <laughs> I like that a lot. Still. <laughs> so yeah, can, can art, G Town Strutter, and uh, this unresolved. I like them all actually. They they were all yeah, good. Well, you, you can't find a bad beer, so that's actually a good thing. You can go and try uh, get a flight and, and or not or get a whole pint and enjoy yeah. it. No. Um, well, because some people don't do flights uh, that we've learned in terms of some of the breweries that don't do flights because they want you. Some some brewers say they they want you to experience the, the whole experience. pint right yeah. the way the way they want you to experience others. I don't understand, but that. but I don't either because I almost feel like the flight would make would make me determine whether I want to experience exactly more it's of that. Just, it's to each its own, I guess. Beer. You get a sample and then you're like, yeah. oh, I like that one. I'm gonna get the full. It's like experience. when you go to Costco's or BJ's and they got the samples. Exactly. You know, Costco's and BJ's they got the samples. Then you'd be like, Oh, let me go get a pack of that. Yeah, like, I gotta get that whole rotisserie chicken. I want the whole. <laughs> right. Thing. right. Yeah. Just, it must be just philosophy, I guess. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it, it is. really it's just depends on what mood you're in as a customer. Right. Right. Whether you want to do the small ones or you're like, I just want to. I think that option behind the option available is a good thing. And also, I don't mind it. Also, with you guys, like you said, back to the community and the community not 
knowing about craft beer as much as you would like. I mean, you guys being the educators in the community right, for craft right. beer, I flights feel like you important. have to go with flight. Like, yeah, flights y'all are, are willing to give 14 pours of your beers to, to samples, 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 samples. 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 <laughs> no, but you, you, can, get a you can take, uh, for example, you could take maybe like a little right, bit of a, a pour yeah. and whatever. It's yeah. like, you know what I'm it don't matter, goddamn. But, but I heard y'all giving out free beer. <laughs> but I'll tell you too, the other, the other part around that is with 9,000 breweries and breweries constantly opening, right. that we've all had an experience where we've gone to a brewery and you order a beer and it's not good. Right, right. right. And then you kind mm-hmm. of lose trust. And right. so for us, it's like, as soon as you taste one of our beers, you're like, oh, this is good. Right. And then it's like, okay, yeah, I can trust that like the rest of the beers are going to be true right. to style yeah. and they're going to taste good. But that having that trust is why we do the samples. Because I don't mind that you want to sample the beer before you buy it. I don't mind it. Because I know when you sample that beer, you you're going to like it yeah. and you're going to buy it. And so it's real hard for people to sample 14 beers and then walk out. Like, that's right, really right, hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry. That, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it does, it's, it's, that's right, silly. Right, that right. sounds silly to me. Right. Well, no. And I, hardly anyone does sample all 14. Right. They it usually get like, to like oh, three. I like hazy IPAs. Right. And like, oh, these are the two that we right. want. Right. Here's right. one. Here's right. two. Right. You tell me which one yeah. you want. Yeah. Or yeah. I like, what do you like to drink? I like Heineken. Here are the ones that we have that, that are most right. similar to that. Right. Yeah. right. Here's By the time three. they taste four, they buy in a pint. Of course. Right. Of course. Yes, yeah, you get a get a, nah. well, I, I, I like I, cognac. Oh, well, here you go. Yes. Take this patoochie. And at a beer festival years ago, Garrett Oliver told us if if you go to a brewery and they have a pilsner, that really shows you how they can brew. Because if you can brew a pilsner that's really, really well, then you know how to brew because you can't hide anything. I think I said this before. You can't hide anything in a pilsner like you can do with some of the stouts. You can throw some other adjuncts in there. I'm like, ah, coconut. Right. Or peanut butter. This was nasty. Put some peanut butter in it. Right. Right. And I think that that's that part of the creativity and the the, the passion that all three, me, Todd, and our head brewer, Bogdan, have, and Steph, too, our assistant brewer, have about brewing. Every single beer that we brew has its own recipe. Not mm. only the malt and the hops, water profiles, salt additions, like, it isn't, like, we really don't half-ass anything when it comes to any beer that we brew. That's good. So, everything wow. is very, like, we do a lot of work and put a lot of passion behind every single beer that we brew. I, I, guess, we, uh, I guess we didn't talk about Bogdan, how did he get into the mix? We didn't even talk about how Bogdan even got to Attic. Uh, Bogdan is... We met Bogdan through my work, so his girlfriend, now wife, at the time, cool. she um, was a seasonal park ranger with me. So I remember we would like, you know, go out after a day of work, and a bunch of us would gather up, and you know, significant others would come by too. And we met Bogdan through her uh, when he was still working at Trogues. Gotcha. And. You know, at the time, I was home brewing, so I, was, like, had all these questions. Like, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a head brewer, and that's cool. What, you know, you have all these right. beer questions. Right. We never thought we were going to open a brewery when we met him. But uh, right. then when we were going to open a brewery, we thought about it. We watched so many breweries open that were home brewers who didn't have any sort of commercial brewing experience. Yeah. And the beer would come out, and it was not right. right. That's a different and, beast, right? Yeah. yeah. And, so different. And they wouldn't, like, the brewery wouldn't survive just because right. the beer wasn't good. Right. And I didn't want that to happen. So I go, oh, I've been home brewing, but I've never done a commercial system, so I want to make sure 
when we brew, we have somebody who knows what he's doing. So the only brewer we know was, was Bogdan. Right. We reached out to So we asked him four times, and four times he told us no. <laughs> but I think he was also sort of Curious seeing if we were going to actually right. do it. Right, right, right. And then eventually he was like, hey, are you still looking for a brewer? And I was like, yes, we are. He got, <laughs> he got tired come. of driving to Hershey. I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he was at that time, he had left Trobes and was working ah. at Trillium up in Boston. Okay. And his, um, Ange, his wife, was also working up there. And so she ended up working on our team as well. She was a bartender for a while before she started her career as a real estate mm. agent. Um, but he also worked at Forest in Maine Forest before he Maine. came here. Yes. So oh, yeah, he's definitely experienced. He's, oh. <laughs> we, he's, he's talented. Yes, he's, he's, we are extremely lucky yeah. to have him on our team. Right. Right. And, uh, he's a private person, so... If, if anybody can get him on a podcast, like... Challenge accepted. Props to you. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Uh, that was one time last week, last week or the week before, we were sitting in the office, and I hear his voice talking to someone, and I was like, how did a customer get back there to talk to him? He's probably like, what is going on here? Get them away from me. And that customer still tells us. He's like, I talked to Bogdan. I don't know why I talked to Bogdan. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's Gosh. funny. He's just a private person. <laughs> right. We respect that, though. It's like, you know, having a personality in brewing definitely helps. Right. Um, but he does I'm have not, a personality. He does, but He's I'm not private. Gonna, a private one. <laughs> <laughs> so one he doesn't share with everyone. Of course, he'd be out there, and I'm not going to, you know, whatever. Right. Right. For sure. He's like, y'all got that. I just want to brew beer, I right? make this beer. Y'all like this beer, don't you? Yes. That's exactly so it. So <laughs> when, um, when the Maybach won a GABF medal, because we brew it with Weyermann Malt. Yeah, he's also kind of humble in a way. Oh, sort so of. humble. Yeah. But Weyermann Malt, if you brew a GABF winning medal, they send you a very nice packet like oh, care nice. package because you use their malt yeah and so they send this thing and it's like we want to know what overall size you wear and <laughs> Tom and I are like what the hell you're <laughs> so he got these really cool like red overalls we've yet to see them and I'm like when are you gonna wear them like come on right, right. but uh he was, him at home once and posted it on his Instagram. It was really great. To, he was excited about it, and, and yeah. it's so worth it. Like He deserves all the recognition for right. all the hard work that he does. But it was so funny where I was like, I'd be wearing them every single day. Right. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag winner. <laughs> right. Right. Why like, not? No, like, no, nope, just right. one time. Right. And we don't wear the same size. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I said, oh, if we win another one, like, do we then? Right, right. Like, size? Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I did brew the beer, guys. I mean, I mean, one thing we did have learned from, like, probably the last two weeks, that home brewing and going to commercial brewing it's, is a different it's, animal it's, all together. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think it. It's like, oh, you just scale it up. Like, right. oh, there's so right. much more math and stuff. Right. Right. All right. Also, I, it, it's a business. Right. And that's the part, too, where... There's a lot of beers that we would love to brew, and mm. there's a lot of stuff that we would love to do. And, and right now, everything has to be dictated by the business. Right. Mm. And running the business is hard. And we have, at one time we had 28 employees. That's the most we had. Right now we're at like 23 employees. Mm. That's still a lot. It is a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boss. But, 
Boss, is that boss. what you say? Oh, that is my name. Yeah. That is, there you go. That's what they call me. Cat uh, boss. <laughs> not the cat boss. I'm the boss the boss. The boss. Boss. Boss with capital. Boss. Small. Capital. <laughs> Wait, so what do they call you? The I'm boss, the boss too. too. <laughs> T-O-O. You actually have a name. <laughs> boss. <laughs> boss. Wow. That goes with the cat in the hat theme. The cat theme. God, boss that's one, funny. Boss two. I like we, that. We don't own the same percentage of the company. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> You do still work on women o- woman owns. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That makes sense. There's one person who decides. Yeah. I have the right. final decision. She's, she's a boss. Yes. But Capital. Safe, safety first, sir. Safety first. Exactly. You know you know where your bread's buttered. Right. Um, oh, I, I don't a, get paid from the bread yet, so he actually pays for me. We know where the bread's buttered. <laughs> I'm a boss. Too. Here. Yes. Here. Mm-hmm. It's my motivation to grow the I want to nerd out real quick. This is my last question. You guys mentioned something about salt, and every recipe is different down to the salt quality, down to the water profile. I just want to talk about the water profile. Like, what is a water profile from a Belgian versus a, a IPA versus a hazy? Don't give away all the breweries. I'm sure that. That's <laughs> I didn't know that. She said boss. Don't give away all the brewery secrets. Oh, don't, don't do all the secrets. But but can she you, said can boss you, too? Can you, boss too. Can you be g- generic about what a water profile is? Yeah, and, so, uh, and what it takes to, to change it and things like that. So, beer lovers know there's four main ingredients in beer. So you got mm-hmm. yeast, hops, <laughs> barley, and water. Yes, all of them are extremely important. And I think a lot of people don't realize how important water is. Right. It's like most people say, oh, I just throw whatever water in, it's going to be fine. This tap is good. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors in it. So if you're like pulling, if you're homebrewing, pulling tap water, there's going to be like chlorine and all kinds right. of stuff in there. PHO. That chlorine is going to affect the taste of the beer. Right. So you want to try to get that out, uh, which here we got a filter that filters all that out. But what we do is we'll get water samples every few months just to see what the water profile is that's coming out of like our water system and that'll allow us to figure out what we need to do to the the water profile for the certain beers so make this to make that yeah so for example like the ipas are a good one for water profiles so the west coast ipa traditionally has like a hard water profile so there's certain Mm -hmm. like minerals and salts that are in it that give it that that hard water Mm. character and when you brew up like a West Coast style IPA. It's very bitter because of that. Not only hops, but the the water profile kind of enhances that. that bitterness from the hops. Mm-hmm. Okay. With like a hazy IPA, you want a softer water profile because that's going to make it feel more pillowy, more citrusy, and so forth. So you're adding a different kind of mineral salts in order to enhance like that soft water yeah. profile. So each beer style is different because of that. I think water profiles are huge. Um, over in England, for example, you got it's like the original IPA came out of there. And they, they had like one brewery that happened to be next to a river that had a super hard water profile. And these pale ales that were coming out of that were like super bitter because of this, this water profile. Mm. But then you go to a different part of England. They're brewing like porters and stouts because the water profile from the water source they're drawing from that is like more fit towards that kind of stuff. So Germany, all these, Belgium, all these different areas where all these different beer styles originated is all because of that water profile. And it's kind of interesting. As a craft brewer, I think 
water profile is huge to research and find out like if you're going to do a belgian beer you want to look at what type of water profile is happening in these belgian like monasteries and stuff where they're brewing these so that we can try to match that as best we can to brew up that beer like created so like our west coast water profile similar to something you might find in california right okay the hazy one is similar to what you might find up in new england yeah um and then like our brown ale is based on a English water profile. So um, it is a little tricky because the water that's coming into Germantown is from the Queen Lane Reservoir. But it switches. And, and it does kind of switch every once in a while. So mm-hmm. really? How often do you guys and get And it's a, hard a, to like kind of match readout. the water profile. But that's why y'all, y'all are checking it every Yeah, every like every three months, months we three months. pull a sample and we'll send the water profile out and have it come back and... But they, they do switch where our water comes from. Mm. But it's really important that we pay attention yeah. to, to what's going on and mm-hmm. adjust the beer recipes as needed so that the beers are consistent and that they taste yeah. the best that they can. Being from this area, we have um, – I know about water profile because being from this area, we like hoagie subs. Uh, oh, yeah, same with bread. Right. Yeah. So – uh, Brits. Listening to a uh, listen to a podcast, a guy was like, "I'm from the Philadelphia area, and I opened up a sub shop in Florida, and I don't, I can't make the bread." Yeah, he's like, "The water is just different. Like, I can't. The bread doesn't taste the same. So I'm getting day old bread from Philly shipped to Florida in order to make my sandwiches for my customers." And he was like, "It's just, it's that important to me that the bread quality is good because this water is shit." For Same my exactly. bread making, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense now hearing that. I didn't even consider that it was the same thing. Well, that was funny because I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about whiskey, where their their whiskey because of the creek that they sit next that's why to that water. T- why that's why that isn't whiskey. a war winning whiskey because right. of that, that creek. That and that's why yeah, the, the only creek now. Coming out yeah, that, right. see, awesome. I thank y'all for that. Thank y'all for that. Yeah. I, was, and you, I like and you that. Don't, like you don't know what the city is putting into the water either, and. The amount of chlorine or fluoride Absolutely. or whatever that's getting put in, it, it affects the beers mm-hmm. or whatever you're making from the water. Right. Yeah. But yeah. We were doing it even as home brewers. Yeah. We were sending out water samples. Mm-hmm. And then it's great because we live so close to the brewery that our house pulls it's from the, the same, same water supply yeah. right. as right. a brewery right. does. Okay. So, so you this, know what kind of water you yes. got. <laughs> so when we were sending but it when out. When we lived in Delaware County, the water was completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the beer that has grown in Delaware County was yeah. like, Different is huh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Very Even it's the so. same like malt. So I'm looking at this water bill. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. What creek <laughs> did this one come from? <laughs> What's going on with this water? I'm not sure. I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's the beers. It's not. <laughs> do, you, do you have any more uh, questions? That was mine. I wanted to nerd yeah. out. They nerded out for nope. me. Thank you guys. Nope. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Yoda. We want to. No. Yoda. Do I have any more questions? No. No. Yoda likes to ask questions after the fact. I mean, no, I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> or we okay. want to thank Laura and Todd Attic Brewer for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. you. The story of the conversation is great. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, we always like to know how people can find uh, you on Instagram, social media, all the good stuff, uh, World Wide Web. So how can they find more the directions, about Attic The directions, the address, all right, that. All that yep. good stuff. Uh, so our website is atticbrewing.com. Uh, we do have all the links there for how to get here, social media and all that. Our social media tags are just Attic Brewing, Attic Brewing. Um, 
And then we're 137 Berkeley Street. We're open seven days a week. So take the ride out. We have free off-street parking, which mm. is a big thing. That's a big we thing. We have two parking lots. Yeah. Two parking uh, yeah. lots. So. I was really impressed by that. When I, when Only I sh- brewery in Germantown. So. <laughs> Don't ever forget that, guys. Right. At the moment, at least. Yep, at the moment. Right with with off-street parking. Yeah. Come see us. That's Wait, is there any other breweries in the, in the Northeast area, though? Yeah. It We're is? in the Northwest. Northwest? Yeah, the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, we have um, New Ridge. They also won a GABF medal this year. New Ridge is great. Twisted Gingers. Um, we have an Iron Hill. We have Young American Ciders, Wissahickon Brewing, Shit, um, Chestnut Hill Brewing, Fat Lady Brewing. It's not like a, like a nice yeah, beer so tour you guys can do a nice beer tour yeah, out here. You can come out here and do a nice beer tour. Right yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. I like what you're going with. Yes. We're going to talk yes. about there at yes. this point. Yes. So yes. come out to the Northwest and yes. check us out. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Um, all right, yo. You can find me on IG at IM302 YODA. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yo, you's a hater. My name is Lou Belgium. I don't know if you've seen me at all <laughs> during this whole episode. Did you see but you can see me now. <laughs> I'm on them Instagrams. <laughs> Yes. And you can find Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Banter Podcast. You can even go to www.bruisingbanterpodcast if you want to get some of this merch. Like You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can even say, Alexa, play Bruising Banter Podcast because we are on Amazon <laughs> Music as well. <laughs> I tried it again. You get stuck on this part every time. <laughs> Yeah, but you can go to Google, Google Podcast. Well, I already said Google Podcast. But you can also go uh, iHeart and Pandora and check us out as well. Check this episode when it drops on Tuesday. 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 Um, it's a bruise day. Tuesday is the bruise day. And that's their day. Tuesday is their day. So you know it works. Tuesday, Friday. Tuesday, Friday. I don't even think I said this before. This has been episode 190. 190. Oh, episode 190 of Bruising Podcast. Four years into this nice. Until next time. Have a good week, everyone. Yes, bye. Live from Germantown.